You've heard the headlines. Get some perspective now with Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Good morning and a happy Monday to you. Let's go ahead and jump right into the show. A new law in effect everywhere. The lead. Smoke and vape them if you got them. Uh, Only if you're 21 years old. Yeah, a new law here prohibits the sale of any tobacco product to anyone under the age of 21. It is now in effect. The president signed the new minimum age into law as part of this sweeping spending bill, saying that it will now be illegal for a retailer to sell any tobacco product, including cigarettes, cigars, and e-cigarettes to anyone under 21. So it's an interesting question, isn't it? Uh, And the question being is that this law, which prohibits the sale of any and all tobacco products, again, including vape uh, pens, e-cigs, cartridges that contain tobacco, um, blanket-wide says 21 to smoke. So is that when you're an adult? Is that when we trust you to make that decision for cigarettes and alcohol? It's kind of a a murky area when you ask, at what age are you an adult? Because legally in the United States, you're an adult at 18. So what does that mean? You say that. You can be tried as an adult in the eyes of the law even less than 18. Sure. So what does an adult at 18 mean? At the very basic of it, Bruce, or the base of it, is that you don't need your parents' consent anymore. Okay. Okay. You you don't need them to sign off on anything. You are free to make your own independent decisions. Bad decisions. Right. You're 18. <laughs> we all make bad decisions at 18, for goodness sake. You're supposed sake. to make bad decisions. Thank goodness decisions we didn't have 18. Facebook or Instagram oh, to remind me of the bad decisions me. I made when I was 18. And at 18, you can vote. Mm-hmm. At 18, you can serve in the military. You can die for your country. You can get drafted, even though we don't have the draft right now. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Those, those are all things. Yet, you need to be 21 to drink. Mm-hmm. And now, you need to be 21 to smoke or vape. I think it's inconsistent. It's and, definitely and inconsistent. I have, I have trouble with inconsistency. Because I think if I, if I said this, okay, let's pick a side of the fence. Do you want to raise the minimum age to vote and serve the military to 21? Or do you want to bring the smoking and drinking age down to 18? To be consistent, I think more people would want to bring it down to 18. I'd rather raise it. You'd rather raise the age I'd to vote and serve in the military to 21? Yes. Mm. Here's why. I'm ready. Your brain is not fully developed. The prefrontal cortex that helps you make these decisions is not fully developed until you're about 25 years old. So we're giving... These kids, the ability to make these decisions that are going to have profound impacts on the rest of their lives. And I think what it means to be adult is very different today as to what it was when my dad was 18 years what, what, old. What is fundamentally different in being an adult? Okay, what's fundamentally different in being adult? You co- People are getting married a lot later. L- later, okay, yeah. People are having children a lot later. Yeah. People are getting full-time employment later. Okay. People are living with their parents Later, people are waiting to purchase a home later. I mean, to be an adult, to me, it means three things. It it means you are responsible for yourself. You are making independent decisions. And you are financially independent. 
And by by the by those metrics, we've got some thirty year olds that aren't adults, right? Fair enough. <laughs> but yet they should they've they been, not be able to vote? Should they not be able to smoke? I think that if you're looking at if you're looking at raising it mm-hmm. or lowering it, mm-hmm. I would be on the raising side of it. Okay. And here's another thing. It's interesting to me that under Obamacare, it is legal now for people to stay on their parents' health insurance until twenty six. Twenty six. So who's right? So. I distinctly remember my sister graduating from Penn State and looking to get a job in teaching. And she ended up taking a job in California. Why? My dad told her you needed to get health insurance. One of the driving factors that my sister left California or left Pennsylvania and went to California to become an adult, right. make independent decisions, to be, be financially responsible for herself. <laughs> all of those things was because of health insurance. 26, you can still stay on your parents' health insurance. How is that adulting? We asked you on the Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes show, totally unscientific poll of the day. You can vote right now on our Facebook page, and here's how I worded it. A new law in the United States prohibits the sale of any and all tobacco products and anyone under the age of 21. Which brings us to the question, when are you grown up? (laughs) You can vote, drive, and serve in the military at 18, but it's 21 to smoke, drink, or gamble. What age are you an adult? You can choose 18 or 21. You don't get to come up with your own age. There is very valid points you're making as far as the hypocrisy or the inconsistency of what we're doing here, because the government, the government wants you to be able to fight for your country at 18. Why? They need able-bodied young men to do it. And I know there are women out there doing it, too. Thank you all for your service. They also want the civic engagement. There's there's the responsibility of civic engagement for elections. I get all of that. So the government wants the benefits of all of it, mm-hmm. yet they want to protect you from yourself. I don't need my parents' consent to rent an apartment at 18 nope. or to get married or to, to get do married. To, to go to. I, but you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, no, no, difference just, you, between. You keep throwing that in there. I go, get married. Your brain. Well, done. your brain hasn't fully developed at 18. You're still growing. That's why we don't want you to smoke and we don't want you to drink. But you can vote and get married. Right. Exactly. Because your brain isn't fully developed. It's ridiculous. And who you marry is probably one of the biggest decisions of how it's going to impact the rest of your life, whether it be a good decision or a bad decision. One of the most important and biggest decisions you ever make. More so than smoking cigs. Absolutely. Because here's 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 the thing that I have a problem with. So I think of I have a friend. Their their son just graduated high school. He joined the Air Force. Good Good for for him. him. Airman first class. Frazier. Outstanding. I think he's 18. He's 18. Have to be. He could be deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, he could serve in a combat area. He could be shot at. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? A variety of things. And you're going to tell me that he gets sent to Afghanistan or Iraq and he's 19, 20 years old after his training and this, that, and the other. And you can, you can duck bullet fire, you can run for your life when mortars drop, you can. Hopefully the IED doesn't go off near you, but we really don't trust you with cigarettes. No, I get it. I totally get the inconsistency of it. Here's a machine gun. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, and, and that, I mean, it still seems kind of ludicrous to me right now that an 18 year old has the ability to do that or has okay. the option to do that. Rather, I know they yeah. have the ability, but the option to do that. 
Because, I mean, let, let's kind of step back a little bit. When, when we talk to just like parenting issues, you know, I'm a mom. I have a 10-year-old. One of the things we talk about is, you know, what's the right age to get a kid a cell phone? At what age are they old enough to stay home by themselves? And any expert you ask these questions to, Bruce, you know what they're going to tell you? Hmm. Depends on the kid. I don't disagree. Depends on the kid. Yeah, absolutely. We so all know people no, that matured at different ages. There's no set age where at 13 you can get a phone and at 12 you can stay home by yourself. Yet we have these arbitrary ages of 18, you can serve in the military and vote. And at 21, you can drink and smoke. Mm-hmm. But yet everybody develops differently. Yeah. So you, I'd vote for older, not you, younger. You'd vote for the 21. I'd vote for the 18. At what age are you an adult in America? Because the federal government raising not just cigarettes, but I, I think a lot of what it is is vaping goes to 21. So chime in on our open mic line as well. 602-200-2733. What's your definition of adulthood? Maybe that's a better one, right? And what age yeah. should that be? 602-200-2733. That open mic line is brought to you by Carol Royce with Keller Williams Realty East Valley. You know, I, I think of it, too, in, in the sense of when we talk about what age, that laws meant to nanny state people, morality laws, rarely work anyway. Yeah, but age is so arbitrary, too. Mm. You've met, like, 30-year-olds who are just on point killing it, right? In business and in life, and they're smart. And then you meet, like, 30-year-olds, you're like, dude, seriously, when are you moving out of the parents' basement, getting off the couch and putting down the Xbox? Never. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, dude. You're not 30. Okay, I was <laughs> Son of a mother. Ugh. Hey, we've got an update on the adoption fraud scheme, Marshall Islands. Debacle. County, of, County of soap opera. Oh, let's go with that. Made for TV movie. The latest coming up. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. I mean, where do you even start with this story anymore of County Assessor Paul Peterson? And so are the days of our lives. Seriously. It's never ending. Um, Partly of his own doing. I mean, you can make an argument. He could have uh, resigned his office and, you know. This guy is such a narcissist. There's no way. Okay, yeah. No way. That's not what's happening. But now we're basically getting that the... County Board of Supervisors, who initially suspended him, then he fought the suspension, then they did an investigation into him, and now where are we at? Oh, my goodness. Here's where we're at right now. Okay, so the County Board of Supervisors, you know, heard an appeal of his suspension because he wanted his job back. You After can't, all of that. You can't do that to me. I mean, facing felony charges in not only Arizona, but let's throw in Arkansas and Utah for good measure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and County Board of Supervisors said, yeah, no, guess what? We're not going to give you your job back. In fact, we want to remove you entirely from office because right now he's only suspended. Correct. He's still the county supervisor. They they want to remove him from office. We're starting to get some details as to why. Is if everything that we've just laid out to you wasn't enough, Mm -hmm. in all reality, 
it sounds so weird to say, Bruce, but he is an adoption attorney. Yes, he it appears as though he was conducting illegal adoptions of Marshallese babies. But how did that impact his job as county assessor? Right. Because that's really the crux of this. How did it impact your ability to do the job for which you were elected to do? Well, now we've got some evidence as to what that may be. Ready. We find out that Peterson got a laptop. It happens, right? Okay. You get elected by the, you know, the people, the county, they issue Here's you your laptop. a laptop. Right? <laughs> got Everybody it. knows what I'm talking about because you've right. got one, right? And they found some really shocking messages on the laptop. Messages in, including um, one saying, all you girls work for me, not the other way around. This is regarding the Marshallese women who were giving birth. Another woman... Um, was told that if she backed out of an adoption, he would remove his name from the apartment lease, causing her to be evicted. Uh, another one saying that he could uh, sever the parental rights of a father who wouldn't sign adoption papers. Okay, he, was, the, he was threatening people. Yeah, and I mean to oh, keep his scheme going. That's what they were able to recover. Now, that's not a lot that they were able to recover. Why? Porque why? Because his county laptop was wiped. Before it was seized by investigators. Oh, not once, but dose. Here's here's one of my favorite things. Uh, this is one of these. You may not be guilty, but, but. you know, really, because um, they found that someone could be Mr. Peterson. Who else would it be, dude? Whoever else has his laptop. Yeah, yeah. Searched for. Uninstall Microsoft Word, remove cookies, and uninstall Microsoft Edge. Those were his Google searches. That's like when you Google search, how do you get rid of a body, and your wife disappears. Right, right. You know what? You start to see not only just smoke, but a little fire. Yeah. And then he did like two factory resets Factory resets. They still found stuff. By the, by the way, you need to take the hard drive out, and you, you have to wow. drill holes in it, and then light it on fire. See, now I want to know what your Google search says and why you even Not going to find that. out, Pamela. Why Not you even find know that. Out. You know what? Um, as if all of this wasn't bad enough. Oh, there, wait, for, but wait, there's more? Oh, there's always more, dude. Come on now. His wife. Yes. She filed for divorce. Oh, my lanta. Yeah. She's like, you know what? Enough of this. I'm out, skis. Um, she filed for divorce. It appears not just because of... Him running this illegal adoption scheme. Which may be a big enough reason for you. advantage of women, telling them apparently that their babies will be returned yep. to them when they're 18. Nope, nope, no. nope. Wasn't all that. She filed for divorce claiming her husband secretly used their joint money for his own personal benefit. Okay. Yeah. And it's not she, looking good for him. She says that. Without her, not you can tell me, I, she never said this, her attorneys, without her knowledge and consent, dissipated, wasted, encumbered, transferred, hid, and concealed community funds for his own personal benefit. Why wouldn't he? I mean, look at what this guy is accused of doing. Well, I mean... He, I'm sure there are a couple of things she still doesn't know I was going to say, there's probably a bunch of things that we still don't know what in the world is going on with Yeah, her. but you know what? We might find out Ooh. what is going on. Because you may remember back when, you know, uh, State Attorney General Mark Burnovich stood before cameras, and you heard it here on KTAR, um, as well as Colonel Frank Milstead yes. with DPS, both running through the litany of charges, as well as what happened when they were serving search warrants and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. There were two people that were arrested. One, 
was Paul Peterson. In other words, there was a lady involved, right? Linwood Jeanette. Okay. She, the two of the, she's kind of like his co-conspirator, if you will. All right. I mean, that's kind of like the easier was she, way. Was she Marshallese or had a she had a tie to the? I believe she was. Yes. Yeah. And and um, she has now agreed. Yeah. To testify against him. She worked for Mr. Peterson for six years. She knows and, a little something, something. Well, and it's alleged that she was the go-between between between Peterson and the women. That he sent this other Marshallese woman who could speak to them that they trusted in some way, shape, or form, and that she would go and basically work out all the details. Yeah. She is going to turn state's evidence, She's going to sing like a songbird at this point Sing like a songbird is exactly right. And uh, she apparently will be... Pamela, you, you say he's a narcissist, but yeah. even at some point, don't narcissists throw in the towel? No. No? No. Have so you heard that one? The, nah, maybe not. I, I mean, must come not on now, man. No. At some point, it's your wife's leaving fault, you. It's your fault. It's your wife's going to leave, divorcing you. Your co-conspirators testifying against you. And the board of supervisors say you uh, uh, had things on your, your computer which are I- I- improper, maybe possibly illegal. Now's and the you're time saying, to double down. It's It's a witch hunt. Yep. Well, uh, come, come on, man. It's obviously. Come on. It's a witch hunt. They're coming after me. Why? I'm too good at county assessor. That's They exactly can't handle the fact is that, that I am a groundbreaking county assessor, that I am draining the county assessing swamp, and they're coming the after me. The county assessing swamp. I have absolutely I no idea. I bet you most people don't even does. know what the county assessor does, count, count let alone put one. it into the swamp category. Just literally here. don't know. So, yeah, what, what happens now? Well, it could end up in court because. You know, he's an elected official. What happens. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to remove him without a recall, well, you can see where, yes, a narcissist would take this to court. Here, here. Are you and a- so are the days of our lives. And so go the days of our lives. That is fantastic. In a bad way. Are you working on a New Year's resolution? Stop. Right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. We'll tell you why. Leave it up to the guy whose motto is aim low, you can't fall off the floor. We'll dig it into it next on Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. We're coming down to the wire, the end of the year, the end of a decade. But with every January 1st, New Year's resolutions yep. become a thing. An article in Forbes magazine suggests that only 8% of people actually achieved their New Year's resolution. So if most of us don't follow through with these lofty goals, why don't we make one each year? <laughs> How about By this? By the way, 8% achieve them, 7% are lying about that. Well, that was my thing. When I heard 8%, some might think only 8%. I thought 8%? You lying, you know what? Oh, come on. Some some people are good at setting goals and achieving them, Bruce. Most okay, people aren't. So, so, okay, I don't disagree with that. But the people that are good at setting goals and achieving them, don't wait till January 1st to do Preach. it. Yeah, this is something that happens continuously throughout or, the year. It does when they, we, we've talked about like losing weight. Like, you got to have your mind right, right? And if that's October 12th, it's October 12th. Don't wait till January 1st. But that's part of, that's part of what are the tricks. In fact, like a, a psychotherapist who helps people with a lot of oh things. Oh my goodness, do I need to get As well as with their resolutions said just that. Don't wait till an arbitrary date 
date on the calendar exactly. in order to set that goal. You don't have to wait until January 1st. No. Do it when you're ready. And if doing it is December 15th or January 22nd, if you don't have, and I thought this was the other part of it that was really intriguing, mm. if you don't have a clear goal, then don't set a resolution. You can't make something vague like, hey, I want to lose weight. What's my New Year's resolution? I want to lose weight. No, you got to get specific. I want to lose X amount of pounds by a certain time. It has to be specific, and you have to be able to measure it. Well, okay. (laughs) You're going down my path. So uh, in a former life, when I had to be in the management side, I was forced to sit in a variety of conference rooms, brainstorming sessions, strategery, et cetera. All the damn time. Strategery is the tough. The only I'll thing I remember, the only thing I took away from that was SMART goals. S-M-A-R-T. And here's how you you, you, you know it. It is an acronym. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it would apply to New Year's resolutions as well as anything else. Any time of the year. Any time of the year. SMART. Okay. Specific. Is that one? Specific. Measurable. Is the... Thank you. I... Actual, I don't know what A is. Achievable or attainable. It's a realistic goal. Yeah, like if you're going to say, hey, I want to make a million dollars next year, but right now now you're making 30 grand, Mm, let's shoot for 50 maybe. Attainable. Yes. R, relevant. Okay. Relevant. Why? That really comes down to why. Why are you doing it? And time bound. The T in smart. You have to have a start and a finish. But and we used to say at the end, how do you how do we know when we party? Yeah. When do we party? What what does success look like? So I think one of the oh again, you guys are welcome. You don't have to sit through all the meetings I did. Smart, <laughs> right? Specific, uh, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. But you know what that all takes? Uh oh. Time. It's much easier to say my New Year's resolution is to quit smoking or to lose weight. Or to lose weight. Or to get healthy. That's my and favorite. With, and with, I want to get healthy. healthy. What does that mean? I have no idea. Get healthy. Def, what what curve drinking, are we grading it on? Does drinking a gallon of water a day consider, do you consider yourself healthy? Is drinking a gallon of wine a day healthy? Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Because you're <laughs> able to relax after work. <laughs> I don't. Define healthy. But, but when you're looking at smart goals, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could find some place. You could. When, you, when you're talking about like smart goals, you have to have a plan. You have to sit down and you have to think about it and develop that plan. And that's where you can actually make headway. Because a lot of people, they want a lot of things, but I feel that they're not willing to do the work in order to get them. So much so that like 30% of people will have given up on their New Year's resolution by mid-January. I'm surprised it takes that long. Do you think you will make one? Yeah, I'll probably think about it on New Year's Eve. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think you'll actually follow through with it? No. Um, yeah, probably for a month. No. Well, that's the thing. Well, then why if do it's it? A sna- exactly. Yeah. I, exactly. I, I, and, and so only in an effort to continue to be consistent, I've never done New Year's resolutions. I did back in the day. Well, I've just, because I've always Cause subscribed I thought I was supposed to the, to. well, just because it's, well, maybe it's because I look at New Year's different. So, when Tuesday night, tomorrow night, New Year's Eve, for many people out there, it is a night of celebration. Yeah, we talk about we talk about the amateurs out there on the road. Oh, geez, right? And at the bars. And at the bars. Oh, good night. Since I don't drink, nor have I ever. Never have I ever. 
December 31st and January 1st were just another days to me. Yeah, okay. So, what? Because I I drink? I, make <laughs> I drink, therefore I am. I mean, is that well, what it is when you say at? it is when you say uh, I got I got to stop drinking. Well, you know what? It, it, it's something I used to do because I thought I was supposed to. Because there's all these conversations about what's your New Year's resolution. So I just like, well, this is just what people do, right? We we had a conversation about adulting. Right? Uh, what's it's what adults do? Adulting they, make New Year's they resolutions. They make resolutions. Okay, okay. But then like I evolved and and it became one of those. No, I set goals, not resolutions. And those goals happen throughout the year. Yeah, it's not just at a certain point in time. Yeah, you may become more aware of it around your birthday. Okay. Or you may become more aware of it around a specific anniversary or a date on the calendar. Like, I I get where reflection plays into a lot of these things, Mm -hmm. and that's okay, but this is something you should be doing. And so there's another idea to ditch the New Year's resolution for monthly goals. So have a, a January resolution, a, fe- a Febru- February resolution. Oh, my goodness. God, but word. when you talk about attainment, mm-hmm. right, as the A in the smart. An attainable goal. Attainable goal, yeah. It's something you can attain. Doing something for a month, I, I don't know. I just think it's easier mentally. Like, you can I'm, wrap I'm gonna your com- head around I'm going to commit to this for four weeks. And if I don't like it after four weeks... I'm going to do something else. Or I'm going to build upon what I've just done for four weeks and move the goalpost a little bit. You know, I wonder, I've heard this before. You're much better at the the self-improvement, obviously, than I am. I'm still waiting to improve. Uh, it takes 21 days to create a habit. Not necessarily. Not necessarily? No, so it's, I'm it's, wrong it's, with it's, that. It's, it's more like Son of a, six weeks. It's 21 to... It, to yeah, it, it's 21 to, to, to start a habit, to, okay. to really feel like it, it's there, but in order to solidify it, okay. where it becomes like muscle memory. Like it, when we it, talk about people working out, for example. Yeah, if you're not you're, willing you're to commit to it like for six, six weeks, weeks mm-hmm. then you're not, you're not serious about it. You're just not serious. And it's okay to make New Year's resolutions and immediately break them. I think the only problem is, is people that then feel bad about breaking it. And I would just say, well, you were never set up for success to begin with. Don't worry. This was never going to work out. How c- the rest of us knew you weren't going to stop drinking. We know you. <laughs> but again, what, what's, what's, what can you, you know, obtain mm-hmm. at that point? You're, you're like, I can't just stop. I don't want to say I can't, but you're like, you don't want to stop drinking entirely. You know what? So what can you measure? Mm. Three beers a week? Do you see what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's Be reasonable. Exactly. Okay. Smart. Have you set a New Year's resolution, and what is it? Give us a call on the open mic line, 602-200-2733. 602-200-2733. I'm not poo-pooing it, folks. I'm just saying, no, I'm not. You know, and I'm all for, like, goal setting. But, like, it shouldn't just be once a year. So if you want to kick it off now, we'd love to hear what you're doing. 602-200-2733. Did Trump break the law with a tweet? Always a tweet. By the way, the answer to that every time should be probably... We'll tell you about it. It's coming up next on Arizona's News Station. Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Well, I hope you enjoyed some time off. Uh, maybe a long weekend for some of you. Really long for some of you. 
you know, had a good time. You wonderful time, Pamela. I saw you tons of family in yeah, town. Yeah, still in right? town, enjoying them. Had a great Christmas. Yeah, so, how did you spend your holiday? My guess is you did not spend it alone and rage tweeting about Nancy Pelosi. But it's Trump, so of course that's how he spent his holiday. I'll have to take your word for it. I kind of checked out there for a few days, which was nice. Yeah, not bad. But he is facing some criticism where, uh, as he is wont to do, he retweets anybody who says anything good about him, usually, or he says something bad about people he doesn't like. And he retweeted uh, a, a tweet which named the alleged whistleblower, the person who started this whole thing. Trump retweeted a post by his re-election campaign's, quote, war room, linking an article that named the alleged whistleblower whose complaint ultimately led to impeachment. Oh, man. Okay. Um, hmm. There's a chance that that's illegal. Well, it should be. Uh, whistleblowers receive federal protection. Uh, the whistleblower at the at the center of all this, actually has armed guards to take him to work it back because of the threats he receives. And Trump tweeting out his name might might be against the law. Yeah, so apparently there's this name that's been floating out there. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen it. Have you? Nope. No? Okay. I haven't really gone looking for it either. I don't, does it matter to me who it is? Probably. Um. There's speculation that the president deleted the tweet after retweeting it. Right, because it's right. not there. Uh, well, some now. some can't see it. Apparently, oh. some still can. Okay, okay, okay. And and this has nothing to do with the president. It has to do with Twitter. I think Twitter might be the a, a glitch in the system. Oh my god! The that matrix? has made yeah, right. Take the red pill, the blue pill. That has made some tweets invisible to some users. That seems quite convenient to me. But you know what? Hmm. I'm just telling you what's being reported right now. Yeah. Um. The president has already faced a lot of criticism from Democrats, and, and you know what? Uh, for some Republicans as well uh, about his efforts to publish the whistleblower's name because oh he's called him a treasonous or traitor uh, he's 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 called him a variety of things that are by the way punishable by death. What's strange to me is that, like you said, there, there's a there's a federal guarantee the, the federal law yes. guarantees the protection of whistleblowers. It does not guarantee means, that the whistleblower is telling the truth. It guarantees them protection during the process. But what that means is it's the president's duty to protect that person. I know that seems really odd, but it's true. And not only does it appear he didn't do that, but he's violating it. Yeah, not not a, not a surprise, is it? What has he ever done in his life that would make you think he wouldn't? <laughs> it's on brand, right? I just think it's... It's it, immoral. It, it's uh, 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 unbecoming of, guess, a, of the president. The it's a variety then, of things. But then the question becomes why? What's the benefit of that? Because we've had hearings in the House that had people who, who with firsthand knowledge, not third person, but firsthand knowledge... That backed up. Oh, absolutely! So much that was in the whistleblower complaint. So it, it's everything not as though the whistleblower the wh- is out on an island. Everything the whistleblower said has been has been confirmed with direct testimony, and direct testimony by people who have sat in front of microphones and cameras and testified for hours Un- on end under under penalty of perjury, right. going to jail. Yes. So what's still the benefit of identifying the whistleblower? 
Because, again, this isn't somebody who's out on an island making outrageous but, claims but that Trump nobody is But Trump continues to lie about the whistleblower. And, again, there's a segment of the population, I don't know why they believe him, but they believe when he says, the whistleblower, he got a perfectly good call all wrong. He lied about everything in it. No, it's the exact opposite. And anybody with a quarter of a brain, I'm not going to say anybody's a half brain people, a quarter of a brain would be able to look at the whistleblower complaint, look at the testimony, look at Trump's own statement, look at what Mike Mulvaney said and said, all lines up. You can argue whether it's good or bad. You can argue whether it was a perfect call or not. But the idea that the whistleblower in any way, shape or form misrepresented the call is not substantiated in facts. Okay, and so, all I really care about is the facts. Well, the, the whistleblower is the individual who started all of this. Started all with of their it. complaint. Yeah, Correct. They, they were un- they were um, uncomfortable with the phone call. If you, if you want like patient zero, yeah. it's the whistleblower. Right. Okay, so I understand why the president's upset with the person. Hands down, get it. But there have been others who have corroborated, like I said, what has been written in the whistleblower complaint. And now the president has been impeached in the House, and it goes to the Senate, so to speak. And there was an interesting op-ed piece that I read mm. talking about the case for letting senators vote secretly on Trump's fate. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I know how that would turn out. It talks about <laughs> how people like former Arizona Senator Jeff Flake had claimed at one point in time that at least 35 Republicans would vote to remove him from yeah. office if they were allowed to cast their ballot in secret. Right, if they weren't worried about tweets and, yeah, the Trump people coming after him. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting thing to, th- to, to consider. Should we do it? No, I'm not sitting here advocating that we allow our elected political heroes off the hook by being held accountable one way or another for the decisions that we've sent them to D.C. to do. No, this is part of the transparency that we would expect But it goes to show the hypocrisy because, you know, we all know, heck, from some of the things that the senators have said. Who do you want to who do you want to choose? Lindsey Graham? I'm not trying to pretend to be a fair juror here. Yeah, but I meant what some of the things that Republican senators have said, which make you think there's no way they think Trump is innocent or that Trump's doing a good job. But they're also not going to vote against them because... What a shock. They're all more interested in re-election than upholding an oath of office. No, I'm not surprised by that. I expect it. I expect it. It's the ruination of our democracy. You are watching it in front of you. There are no principles. There is no rule of law. The Constitution is whatever you want it to be on any given day. What would it take to reset that balance, do you think? Honestly, I don't know. I, when you say, you what, what, did you, what did you just say? You said something along the lines of, what well, this is the ruination, the ruination of our, of our, of our democracy. democracy. Yeah, yeah. How do you put it back together? What would it take to put it back together? What What are the wheels of change that need to start spinning in order for that to recover? The types of things that would need to change are also in the hands of the people that don't ever want it to change. What do you mean by that? That Republicans and Democrats benefit from the system, and there's no way they're ever going to let anyone change the system. We shouldn't have two political parties. We should have 25. We should have term limits, too. But they're never, they're never going to vote. They're not going to vote themselves out of a job. Just like they vote themselves raises. They're not going to vote themselves a pay cut. That the types of things are not not possible. But it'll be interesting to watch. Well, fiddle while Rome burns. 
We've got a check of the headlines on the way. Martha Maurer is in for Bob McClay. She'll get us all caught up. We've got a list of things. This is interesting. 20 years ago, some smarty pants, futurist, looking into the future, and we're predicting what would 2020 look like. We're going to see how close they came. You might be surprised. And you might be disappointed. We don't have some of this stuff yet. We're talking about it next on Arizona's news station.